dance. Damn, now every song's got a rapper dance. I know where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Not who I'm told to be. When I follow my dream, yeah, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Not who I'm told to be. The original Jew. When I follow my dream, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Recruiting Real Talk. I am your host, Trevor Bowers, and we have a really great episode for you today with baseball season and spring training in full effect. We have one of the very most experienced coaches out there in our friend Jack Dom, who is currently the head coach at Mount Mercy University, an NAIA school. And he's also, though, Jack's experience way expands past that, you know, with 20 years of experience between Creighton University and D1 and University of Iowa. How do you get on the College World Series board? Well, you know what? When you're the head coach at Creighton University, you're basically on the board. So it was uh, it was a great experience, especially since I was only 25 years old at the time. Um, it really allowed me to meet a lot of coaches in the who's who of Omaha and the NCAA. So it was a great experience for me. And uh, that was one of the toughest reasons for, for leaving Creighton to come to the University of Iowa because to be in Omaha and be the host school of the College World Series and be on the board of directors uh, really opened up a lot of avenues for me. That I mean... Just cool stuff. So, hey, we're not going to grill you, <laughs> right? But we have some parents out there, a lot of parents out there, with a lot of questions about baseball recruiting because you don't see a lot of news on baseball mm-hmm. recruiting. One of the things I think that we'll touch on quickly initially is like that difference considering that there's that minor league aspect out there. So when a, a parent is looking at finding where to send their child for college, how does give them some tips on how to manage that versus that major league thing? Well, first of all, financially, you don't want to have to spend too much money. There, every weekend you could be going to showcases, you could be spending money, um, you know, sending your kid all over the country. And the biggest thing is just to put focus. I think you need to separate both of them. Number one, you got to decide what school is going to be best for my son. Where is he going to fit in? And then also the next piece of the puzzle is you try to weigh the factor of Major League Baseball. Um, you know, not very many people get, get drafted in Major League. So I always tell people handle it each process different or separately. So decide what college you're going to go to and then look at the, the Major League factor as far as if there's an opportunity to sign a, a pro contract. It's probably a bigger thing for the colleges to decide is this a student that's going to sign a pro contract or is he going to be in college for sure? Because if you go out and sign too many kids that are going to sign pro contracts, your team's not going to, going to be very good. So really I tell them just focus on the college aspect. Where is my son going to fit in the best? Where is he going to get a great education? But then after three to four years in college, that's who's going to, who's going to be able to develop my son the best to allow him an opportunity to co- go into professional baseball. And that's a big selling point for all the schools. Player development's a huge key in the recruiting process when you're trying to sell your university to a to a uh, family. Something we talk about often in this that evaluation, evaluating you know, what level you can realistically play yeah. at. And what would you say the best way to go about that is? Who are the best and most uh, reliable sources for that sort of thing. Yeah, and, and we're really spoiled here in, in eastern Iowa. We've got the number one recruiting service in the country in perfect game. Um, and I don't know if people realize how big they are, but every major university goes through perfect game to uh, for their recruiting. So the number one thing I would tell people is 
perfect game is something if you feel like you're a Division One baseball player, um, it's something to get to their showcases probably when you're a sophomore. Um, you know, between your sophomore and junior year right now is a big time for recruiting in baseball. It's getting earlier and earlier all the time. Uh, the coaches now are trying to slow it up a little bit, um, but right now, in between your sophomore and junior year, it's um, or freshman sophomore year, it's important to get to one of their events. Once you go to one of their events, you'll be on their website. You'll have a a page that every pro, every college team can go go look at. Um, to me, that's that's one of the most important things. Again, because once you go to one of their showcases, now you're a part of of their database and, and like I said every every coach goes to that division one now the unique part for me is now being at the NAI level um, there's all the other recruiting services that you can pay for uh, around the country and and those are the ones that the smaller smaller schools probably use a little bit a little bit more um, because the the perfect game kids are more the D1 kids uh, we're looking for the kids that might not be Division One baseball players, but want to have an opportunity to play in college. If you want to play college baseball, there is a place for you. If it's junior college, Division One, Division Two, or Division Three, or NAI, and there's so many great universities out there. Um, so the biggest thing is talk to your high school coach, because your high school coach will probably know what a Division One player looks like. Um, also, going to college uh, college camps. I was really big at the University of of Iowa to have a evaluation camp in August and I'd bring division three coaches, division two coaches, division one coaches and junior college coaches in so that we could evaluate the kids and then those kids we could help them decide or tell them what level we thought they'd be be playing at and, and that's important. Every kid has a dream of being division one uh, but it's everyone's not a division one player and by the way there's kids in the big leagues right now that play at all the different levels if you're good enough major league baseball scouts will find you so um, going to the camps is very big um, and then having asking the coach do you think I'm a division one player or what level do you think I'm at and believe me college coaches are going to be very very upfront and very honest uh, with you now we have some great junior colleges here there's a lot of kids that are our tweener players as far as Division One to Division Two, and then by going to a junior college for a year or two, uh, now you might be a, a Division One player. Um, Isaiah Fillard from uh, uh, from Iowa City West last year was a Division One baseball player, but he didn't get the big looks. So instead of going to a, a mid major, he's going to go to Kirkwood for a year, possibly two, and then sign a, um, a Division One scholarship to more of a Power Five type of school. As a strength coach, a question I have because I'm learning more and more about it. You know, work with a lot of kids on on football combine training. That's mm-hmm. been a big thing for a while. But realizing how much of, for example, what Perfect Game does is the empirical mm-hmm. data. Yeah. I mean, your your velocity mm-hmm. and your sixty yard time. Um, how important are those numbers? Uh, it's still about base being a being a good baseball player. Um, the numbers are good. And that's one of the biggest things is I can go watch kids and showcase and their exit velocity is great or they can throw the ball 90 miles per hour but it's still about playing winning baseball and and using your tools to be able to win games um i've i've made the mistake a few times of having kids come to our camps and they have the physical tools but those physical tools didn't play in the game like they need to so one of my rules is i'm always even if i like a kid in a camp and the numbers are are outstanding i need to go watch them play in the game 
uh, and see how they handle failure. Um, see if they can handle when the pitcher's throwing 90 miles per hour. Uh, it's a little different when a coach is throwing batting practice to them. And, um, you know, we need fa- functional baseball tools that play in the game. And, and uh, so that's, that's one of the hardest things. So I think that's also why the camps are good because the camps, you actually play games at most of them. So you get evaluated on your skills and then you also play a game so that the coaches can watch you in a game setting on how you're going to do. And then, so then keeping with the coaches watching, you know, in football, there's the game film and everybody's like, I want to see game film. I like your highlight, but I want to see game film. What's an effective recruiting film for a baseball kid? Yeah. Um, you know what? It's short but sweet. Um, what you want to do is you want to want to videotape yourself uh, taking batting practice, um, taking ground balls or pitching whatever position you are. Uh, but then also just do some game clips. Um, we don't want to watch an entire game. We don't want to have to fast forward and, and watch an entire baseball game. So it's probably very similar to a highlight tape for a football player. But uh, try to keep it short and sweet. You won't get recruited. You won't get a scholarship offer because of your tape. But you will get coaches interested. And um, that's one of the things that Perfect Game will actually do is and, and uh, prep baseball report when you go to the showcases they're actually going to videotape you and your video will be up on the, on their their website so that's a positive about going there not only are you you're paying for the um, to be evaluated but they actually will get you a page and, and that's important but again most colleges are going to watch you play in games the you know probably the last question I have because that, that's interesting to me because when you talk to kids they seem to think or even more their parents mm-hmm. that those numbers are the be all end all and I've always thought to myself just like in football or any other sport because you can run fast doesn't mean you can play yeah. baseball because you can run fast and throw hard doesn't mean you can play mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of skill involved in- look look at Josie Jewell right now you know he's he's a guy as a football player that didn't quite have the numbers to be a division one player but what Reese Morgan does such a good job of is it's not only about your physical tools, but also your mental tools and your toughness. Do you have the toughness to be able to, to, to survive at, at the University of Iowa? And I think those are the intangibles that you need to see as a baseball coach also. The physical tools are great. Um, in fact, there's some kids that are better off to go play professional baseball because their physical tools, they need to play games and it's not about winning in the minor leagues. College baseball, coaches are getting paid a lot of money now they need to win. So uh, a lot of these freshmen might not get the opportunity to play right away if they're just physically gifted if they don't know how to play the game properly. And um, so I think that's with with baseball. um, It's a little bit different where there is that option of professional baseball. And we talked about Derek Loveless. Um, You know, we thought we had him come to the University of Iowa and, and it worked out great for him. He got paid a lot of money. He's a professional baseball player. The one other discussion that I hear with you know, parents and players that I think is a little different than some other sports is the, the junior college route mm-hmm. in baseball. Some people seem to encourage that, even over going to a Division One school, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because of the early playing time and not having to sit for two years and not losing those two years of you know, not just playing ball games. Yeah, and also financially. Um, there is not, there's only 11.7 scholarships in Division One baseball. So most kids are on about 25 to 35% scholarship. 
it's not a full ride. So that's the major difference. You can go to a junior college for two years uh, a lot cheaper than going to a, um, a Division One school. And the opportunity to play right away and develop and play in games is huge for those for those kids. And I'll use Isaiah as a perfect example. He could have gone Division One. He had offers out there. But for him, he wanted to go to a Power 5 school. And going to Kirkwood will be a great opportunity, not only not only from a baseball standpoint, but also academically. If you're taking the right courses, get all your, your basic core courses out of the way, it can be a very big positive for um, for kids to go the junior college route. Again, also, you can get drafted out of the junior college after your freshman or sophomore year. So if you have aspirations of going on to professional baseball, you can get drafted after your freshman or sophomore year there. And if you go to Division One, it's after your junior year. So... So that's another reason why some kids go to the junior college route is you want to try to better yourself for, for Major League Baseball. And um, so there's so many different uh, uh, things with baseball compared to other sports, different dynamics, and, and it's a good route to go. Um, that's one of the things for me at the NAI level now is those kids that are the tweener Division One guys are the ones I want to get to Mount Mercy University. And uh, But I'm never going to say it's a bad bad route to go to go to a junior college because everyone has the aspirations of going division one and it's a great stepping stone to be able to go to division one uh, baseball now if it doesn't work out after a year or two at the junior college mount mercy nai schools or division two or division three schools will still be there um, the one thing i have learned um, you know everyone talks about how it's financially cheaper to go to a uh, junior college compared to maybe going to a, a private four-year school like a Mount Mercy, the one thing to really look at is, number one, the academic side of it. Um, and also financially, kids coming out of high school get much larger academic scholarships than kids coming out of a junior college. So in the end run, if kids come to Mount Mercy University, they're going to graduate in four years. They're going to have a bigger academic scholarship and also a baseball scholarship. What happens a lot of times when kids go to a junior college for two years, it might take them two and a half to three years to graduate from a four-year school. So ultimately, at the end end of the college career, sometimes it ends up being very similar or even cheaper to go to a private school because of the scholarships, uh, the stacking of the baseball and the, the academic scholarships, and being able to graduate in four years compared to going an extra half a year or a year. That's good stuff. It is. And so my last question for you is that that youth baseball parent who has now <laughs> little Johnny, right? And I was this youth baseball parent. I was. I watched you. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did, right? Because we showed up at your camps and we showed up at uh, several of the um, winter baseball yeah. games and tournaments that you guys held. You know, with Iowa being a summer baseball state you know a lot of kids kind of seem to to back away from the sport mm -hmm. and how do you encourage your kids to stay playing and then not get discouraged when they don't think they're going to go div one but realize that there are many roads to get to where they want to go you know here lately all of a sudden it's great to hear these professional athletes coming out to talk about being a multiple sport athlete um, for years, all of a sudden, specialization was coming about, and um, you know everyone thought they had to specialize in football or or baseball or or basketball. And so nowadays, 
coaches, I'm a big believer in multiple sport athletes. What happens when these kids just focus on one sport? Um, they're not competing as much as they used to. Uh, I played football, basketball, and baseball in high school. I was competing every day of the year between those sports. Unfortunately, if you go and play uh, for a travel team, or a, and this isn't a negative towards perfect game, but if you go and play for perfect game, you're not learning how to play for a team. Uh, you're just showcasing yourself. Um, and so it's, it's, you're not competing to win the game as much as showing recruiters what you can do. I think being able to go out and compete on the football field, compete uh, at the high school level, and compete on the basketball court and, and baseball court, you learn how to compete on a regular basis. So um, I highly recommend people to, to be multiple sport athletes. It's amazing how many kids fall back. They don't think they're going to be a baseball player. They thought they were going to be a football player or a basketball player. And all of a sudden, as a junior, something happens. They get injured or they make a big development, uh, develop as a baseball player. So the more sports you play, the better off you're going to be. And um, you know what? I, I was probably a better football player and baseball player. I had Division I offers there. But basketball might have helped me more for baseball because I was my foot speed, quickness, toughness playing against bigger guys than me in the Chicagoland area. Uh, all the sports you can gain a lot of positive things from. So specialization is not that it, you don't need to specialize. In fact, I think you're better off competing on the field and on the court more than specializing in a sport. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen, brother. I think that I think that speaks your language. You're in love with that uh, last no, statement. No question. And, and it's uh, more of these athletes speak up and more people, uh, more research comes out, you know, not discrediting, but uh, you know, uh, presenting the risks of specializing mm -hmm. and the, the injuries that it leads to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I'm seeing much of a decline mm -hmm. in the specialization. Uh, still see quite a few you know, 12 and 13 year olds that only play one sport. Yeah. Uh, but I think just kind of getting that message out there and, uh, hoping eventually more and more parents, more and more coaches, more and more uh, coaches. What I've seen in high school sometimes is it's like anything else. They're concerned about their team and yeah. their success uh, and not always maybe what's best for that yeah. student athlete or, or young person. Exactly. You, you know what? And, and getting back to the young baseball, the, the parent that wants her kid to be a major leaguer, you know what? Enjoy the moment. Stay in the present moment. Um Kids grow up way too fast. You know, I've got two in college right now, and then my other one's a, a sophomore at Liberty High School. Uh, they grow fast. Enjoy the moment. Wise words from a man that's been there 20-plus years. You know, if you like what you heard, I hope you do. Uh, give us a like on SoundCloud. Give us a like on CastBox, iTunes. Shoot us a question. You know, we'll see if Jack would be willing, and I'm pretty sure he would, to uh, shoot you an answer back, and we'd get that out to you uh, via our uh, Twitter and our Facebook page. Um, you know, thank you so much, Jack, for your time. All right, this has been Recruiting Real Talk. Thanks for listening. Exactly where I'm supposed to be. I wish I followed my dream when I first had the chance. I wish I could ever seen a life of